No, I never have any trouble with it. I, it always seems to be there. SoundCloud, uh, whether you know it or not, we have people not in our class. Uh, they may be in other classes, but they listen uh, to our lesson and to our class. And so, just a wonderful thing. Psalm chapter 3, I've entitled, Enemies on All Side. Now, you may notice this in your Bible, but Psalm chapter 3 is the first psalm with a title. And the title, A Psalm of David When He Fled from Absalom His Son. And so you know Psalm 1, Psalm 2, no title, but Psalm chapter 3 has that title. During World War II, one famous general was advised by the troops and by his commanders under him that uh, there was a terrible situation there on the front and our troops were surrounded by the enemy. And the general said something very profound. He said, great. And they said, what do you mean great? We are surrounded by the enemy. And the general said, great. That means that we can attack in any direction. Think about that. You and I are surrounded by enemies today. Let me mention four different D's. Four D's. Death, disease, debt, and despair. Does all that bless your heart today? As <laughs> kind of like again, hee-haw, doom, despair, agony on me. You and I know that we are surrounded by these things. But also we are surrounded today as never before by the false teaching and false doctrine in so many places. Uh, Phil Stain is teaching somewhere else in the church today, but I want to tell you, Phil has done a wonderful job reminding us of the authority and the purity of the Word of God. And I would say that today the Word of God has been watered down by some and a cult, the danger is that a cult is half right. Listen to that. It is half right. If it's half right, it's also half wrong. That's right. Now I want to tell you, if you're wrong on John 3.16, it doesn't matter what else you got right. If you're wrong on John 14.6, it doesn't matter what else you got right. We are surrounded today by those that want to water down the Word of God. Years ago, there was a vacation Bible school a theme from Lifeway, and it was called 3D VBS. Maybe you remember that, 3D VBS. And in that vacation Bible school, they said that we need to discover, decide, and defend. Now, I was thinking about those three D's that we discover truth in His Word and then we decide that we are going to claim that truth and then we got to defend it. Defend the truth. You know, 
Psalm chapter 3, David is running for his life against the enemy. Now, David's enemy was his son Absalom, who's leading a revolt, a revolution to try to take over the throne. Can you imagine having a son turn on you and you're running for your life? You are dethroned and running from the enemy, and he's your son. Now, I know in this room here today, there are those that you've had family conflict. There is no conflict that you can face like that with your family. And so David is faced with that. Now, 2 Samuel chapter 15 through 18 is the whole story about this rebellion. But in 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 25, it describes Absalom. 2 Samuel 14.25 says there was no blemish in him. He was one good-looking young man. I mean, Absalom would walk by and all the women would swoon. They'd say hubba hubba when he walked by. I mean, he was one good-looking guy. And so, they wanted to follow him. I give uh, <clears throat> Philip Turner a hard time. I say, Philip, uh, you know, you just dress so well, and you know, Philip's got his hair today high and tight, got that nice cut going on. I want to tell you, Absalom was like that, a good looking man. Now, in the room today, surrounded by an enemy, some of you are facing a family crisis. I know that. Some of you are facing an appointment with a doctor. Some of you are facing something in your life. There is an enemy. It may be death. It may be disease. It may be dead. It may be despair. But there's something that you're facing and this psalm will hit you like a brick today. Let me read it, okay? Psalm chapter 3. Get your Bible there. Psalm chapter 3. O Lord, how my adversaries have increased. Many are rising up against me. Many are saying to my soul, there is no deliverance for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me. My glory and the one who lifts my head. I was crying to the Lord with my voice, and He answered me from His holy mountain. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. For you have smitten all my enemies on the cheek. You have shattered the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be upon your people. Have you ever heard the choir? For thou, O Lord, art a shield to me. Yeah, the glory and the lifter of my head. 
It's taken right there. You know, this is a prayer book, but it's also a song book. Psalm chapter 3 is a wonderful psalm of praise that God defends His people. When you and I are faced by the enemy on all sides, when you and I don't know where to turn, when you and I are out of gas and out of strength, we find that strength in the Lord. So, what do you do when you're faced with an enemy? Three different things will get you through. Alright, number one, share your problem with God. Man, don't just fret. Share your problem with God. Now you find the psalmist here, David, in verse number one, he says, Oh Lord. Man, he finds a spot before the Lord. He's calling out to God. He says, O oh Lord. Psalm 3. Again, it's the first psalm with a superscription. Psalm chapter 3. David fleeing from his son Absalom. There is a coup going on. A revolution against him. David has nowhere to turn. David has no one to fight for him. And so he says, O oh Lord. Aren't you glad that we have somebody? We have someone that knows everything about us. I want to tell you, He knows every detail of your life. Now, if you look back in Psalm chapter 2, look at Psalm chapter 2, verse 12. Now, Psalm chapter 2, verse 12 is fulfilled in Psalm chapter 3. Alright, listen to chapter 2, 12. Do homage to the Son, that he, that he not become angry and you perish in the way. For His wrath may soon be kindled. And here's the part that's fulfilled. How blessed are all who take refuge in Him. David found that refuge. Listen, there is a rock, there is a tower, there is a shield, God has a way of protecting His people when they turn to Him. So, how did David do that? How did David get before the throne of God and share his problem? Well, he told the Lord what they were doing. Verse number 1, Many are rising up against me. I give you permission. I give you permission today. You can tattle on people before the throne of grace. You can do that. Lord, this is what they're doing to me. God, they're after me. Those no good people. You know, God's throne of grace is called the throne of grace because you can tell God anything. Aren't you glad we have that freedom? God, this is what's going on in my life. God, this is what they're doing. You can tell the Lord anything. Well, the Message Bible in verse number 1 says, God, look, enemies past counting, enemies sprouting like mushrooms. <laughs> I've been there. 
Eugene Peterson does it so well where he says, God, there are enemies past counting. They're sprouting up like mushrooms. Now I will tell you this. Sometimes in our mind, we think people are against us and they're really not. I do think at times we perceive something that's just not there. You know what you need to do? You need to pray and say, God, give me clearer vision. God, let me see who is for me and who's against me. Alright, also, in verse number 2, David uh, talks about what they're saying. Verse number 2, Many are saying of my soul, there is no deliverance for him and God. It's kind of the, the Job deal where Job's wife says, well, just curse God and die. Just go on. And so David says, God, this is what they are saying. I want to tell you one of the wonderful things in my life is to have friends that will stand by your side and encourage you in the faith when you're going through stuff. David had people that were slandering him, slandering his faith. In fact, in verse number 2, they were saying, God's forgotten all about you. There's no deliverance. Give up. And so, David just talks to the Lord. So number one, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, share your problem with God. There's no friend like the lowly Jesus. No friend like Him. I love the old Gospel hymn, Tell it to Jesus. Just tell it to Him. Alright? So share your problem with God. Number two, when faced by the enemy, you've got to shout your praise to God. And that's found in verses 3 and 4. Now, David gets biblical, not emotional. Your faith is not dictated by your emotions. It's dictated by the Word of God. Some days I get up and I feel saved. Some days I get up and I feel like I'm in despair. But our faith is not dictated. It's not according to our emotions. It's according to the Word of God. I, I love the story about the guy who was talking about his wife. And this may be a story for Simba's class. I don't know, but he was talking about his wife. And uh, so, a friend of his said, now, listen, you know, you've got to be careful what you say here and just choose your words carefully. And the guy said, well, my wife gets historical all the time. <laughs> Someone said, you mean hysterical. He said, no, I mean historical. She brings up every single thing I've ever done wrong. Historical. Not hysterical. Listen, when it comes to your faith, just get historical. Not hysterical. Here's what I mean. Go back there and say, 20 years ago, I was facing this and God showed up. 10 years ago, I was facing this and God showed up. You have a history of dealing with God. You've got a history of what God has done in the past. 
And so, that ought to get you on praising ground. Uh, let me read verse number 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the One who lifts my head. Now, what kind of a shield is it? About me. One translation says, a shield around me. There's no open spot. There's no spot in your life where you're not shielded. Woo! That doesn't get you going, I don't know what does. Man, if that doesn't get your spiritual heart racing, there is no spot in your life where you're not shielded by God. He is a shield about, around. You are covered in that shield. You know, back in that day and time, you'd have that big, tall shield you put in front of you. But if the enemy got on the side or behind you, they had a shot at you. Not so with our faith. We have a shield around us. Now, we need to praise the Lord for His character. In verse number 3, in the Message Bible again, it says, But you, God, shield me on all sides. On all sides. Um, if you got your Bible, look at, hold your spot here, but I want you to find this verse. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse, I'm sorry, chapter 33, verse 29. Deuteronomy 33, verse 29. 33-29, the book of Second Law, Deuteronomy. I believe that I'll say, Blessed are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, who is the shield of your help. Who is the shield of your help? Man, what a, what a verse that is. And so we need to praise God for His character. Also, in Psalm chapter 3, verse 4. Look at verse 4. I was crying to the Lord with my voice, and He answered me from His holy mountain. There is an air of confidence here. Psalmist says, I, I was crying to the Lord. I, I was weeping before God. And then God heard His prayer. Have you ever felt in your life that you prayed a prayer and it hit the ceiling and just bounced back? I got news for you. It went further than that. It got to God. You might not have felt that, but God hears even the prayers of His people when you don't think it gets there. Do you remember the day when Jesus died at Calvary? Jesus on the cross said these words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In that moment, the very Son of God did not feel like the Father was listening to His prayer. And if that was true for Jesus, how much more so for you and I? But i got news for you. He hears the prayers of His people. So just 
Shout your praise to God. When enemies surround you, you must start praising. Alright, third and last thing here today. When surrounded by the enemy, see your protection in God. See your protection in God. You know, God does stuff in our life we'll know about when we get to heaven. Now listen to me. When you get to heaven one day, you're going to look back. And perhaps the first word you're going to say in heaven is, wow! Because you're going to see where God let you stop at that stop sign just at the right time. You're going to find out why you missed that airplane flight. You're going to find out why you turned right, not left. You're going to find out why you married who you married. You're going to find out why you went to the church that you went to. You're going to find out all those things when you get to heaven. God brings protection to our life when we don't know it. Mm. Let's read, alright? 5 through 8. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have smitten all my enemies on the cheek. You have shattered the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be upon your people. Maybe in your Bible, you're seeing these words at the end of the verses. Selah. It's a great music group, isn't it? It's a great word. The word Selah. 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 Not quite sure what it means. You read different commentaries. You have different answers. One commentary says it's a musical term meaning to pause. Another says it's a term of Amen. I like that one. When you say in verse number 8, salvation belongs to the Lord. Blessing upon the people. All the people said, Amen. Amen doesn't really get cranked up till you do it several times. Isn't that right? Mm. African American preacher Shadrach Meshach Lockridge what a name for a preacher. S.M. Lockridge pastored years ago in San Diego, California. He had a sermon entitled, Amen. He said, when you said it, you said it. He said, hard to improve on it. So you just say it again. Oh, isn't it wonderful to see the promises of God? To hear a verse like verse 8 and say Amen to it. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, God says there's peace. Peace that we, we cannot comprehend or figure out. God's kind of peace. Because David had that kind of assurance that God was his protector, he had that kind of peace. People today in our world, they don't have any peace because they don't know the Prince of Peace, do they? 
over there in Israel, they're still trying to figure out who the Messiah is. And you and I know it. I remember years ago when I went to Israel, I had dinner one night with one of the missionaries. This missionary there at the table was talking about how that the Jews are still waiting for the Messiah and they're still trying to figure it out. And they go every day to that western wall, to the Wailing Wall, and they're praying and searching for the Messiah. He held up a copy of a New Testament. He said, but here's the answer. Here's the answer. How many people in Israel, how many people in America are dying a Christless death because we're still trying to find out who the Messiah is. Well, we need to trust the Lord to sustain us. Verse number 5 reminds me of Psalm chapter 121. Psalm chapter 121 verse 3 says this, He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber or sleep. One time, only once in the New Testament is it recorded that Jesus slept. On the boat. The storm. He's asleep. An odd place to go to sleep. There in the middle of the sea, in the middle of a storm. But you know what? When you know the Father, when you know the God of the universe through Christ, you can sleep in a storm, can't you? That's why this verse says, I lay down and slept. God woke him up. Well, also we need to trust the Lord to strengthen us. Verse number 6 talks about that strength. The Bible says, uh, David declared, Absalom may have ten thousands. I'm not worried about that. In fact, in verse number 6 it says, They set themselves round about me. David didn't worry about that because round about him was what? The shield of God. The shield surrounded him. We need to know that God strengthens us for times that we're dealing with the enemy. And then verses 7 and 8, trust the Lord to save you. Trust Him to save you. Really, verse 7 and 8 is a prophetic statement. It kind of reads like it's already done. If you look at verse number 7, it's a prayer prayed and a prayer answered all in the same verse. Look at it. Arise, O Lord, save me. And then the last part of verse 7, he says, God, you've already done it. You have shattered the teeth of the wicked. Don't you want to pray like that? God, here's what I want you to do. Oh, and God, by the way, thank you for already doing that. Man, that is a powerful prayer life. <clears throat> well, when surrounded by the enemies, See your protection from God. I got tickled the other day. I was worried on Friday about the trip to Sheely's. You know, I worry all the time. I'm really, really good at it. Or bad at it, really. 
I mean, I'm one of those guys that worry about what I should be worried about if I'm not worried. <laughs> Maybe you can figure that out. I wake up and say, God, I know I'm supposed to be worried about something. What am I worried about? But I was worried about the Sheely's trip. I thought, Lord, we're going to get there. There's another big group there. Folks are going to get in the wrong room and we're not all going to get together. And God, I'm going to get there and everybody's going to want pulley bones. They're going to be out of pulley bones. <laughs> God, maybe the chicken gravy won't be just right. I tell you, it was all just perfect. Boy, it's good. Even the rutabagas were good. All right, they were good. I didn't have it, but I heard that from Pam over there. And Joe and I were talking about that. Now listen to me. You know the God of the universe. You don't need to fear the smallest thing in your life or the biggest thing. God can handle both equally well. If He is concerned about making sure that a bird is fed and that flowers bloom, if the cattle on a thousand hills belong to Him, if God can speak and call planets and stars into being, why are you worried about what you're facing today? Man, He is able. Oh, I love that old marching hymn. He is able to deliver you. God is able. So today, let me wrap this up. <clears throat> when the enemy comes in, like a flood or like a lion, what do you do? Number one, share your problem with God. Number two, start to praise God. Number three, see your protection from God. Let me give you a quote here. I, I found this actually last night. Charles H. Spurgeon. Spurgeon writes this, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. That's so good, let me say it again. C.H. Spurgeon writes, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Only a person of faith can do that. Alright, let's pray together. Father, I have uh, thrilled over Your Word this week. God, it's been such a joy to read and read uh, this psalm and to really uh, just take it apart and to see all the truth that's there. And God, we all face enemies today. Some of us, God, are dealing with stuff that uh, we never thought we would have to deal with. But God, remind us today as Your people, we are shielded on all sides. The enemy has no shot at us because, God, for the enemy to have a shot at us, to have access, they would have to go through You. And Father, I thank You that You're the great physician. You're the great comforter. You are Jehovah Jireh. God, You're the one who provides for Your people. God, everything we need is at Your throne. God, give us great faith because You're a great God. God, give us great prayers because 
again, you can answer those prayers. God, sustain us by the promises in Your Word. And we ask all this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.